management education. Hello and welcome to the Management Education Podcast of the Management Center Innsbruck. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bokaristov. In this mini-series on teaching with cases, we talk about different ways to resolve a case. In our previous episodes, we talk about two different types of scenarios, the decision scenario and the evaluation scenario. Now there is a third option left, which is diagnosing scenario, at least based on the book by William Allard. I recommend you to read this book and this episode is not really a summary of the book, it's rather my critical point of view, because I disagree in some points on teaching with cases. Anyway, remember that Professor Allard is much more experienced, he has his very strong vision, and it can happen that you will be much more interesting in his opinion than in mine. Anyway, I would like to go to our third type of scenarios, which you can resolve. This is the diagnosing scenario. In the event of a diagnosing or problem diagnosing scenario, you face a problem and you have a lot of confusing evidence. What you have to do is to explain how this problem occurred. You have to be very logical and you have to be very clear with regard to your causes, because it is really hard to prove causality. Causality is one of the biggest issues in the sphere of research method where not every method allows you to prove causality. As you can imagine, in the event of a case, you don't have all the tools we have in research matters. You cannot run experiment. You have to collect all the evidence. You have to try to be convincing. You have to try to understand what happens before, what happens later, and which things are related, causally related. You start your diagnosis scenario with the problem. You have to define the problem which you are going to address with your analysis. It can happen that the case does not contain a problem explicitly and the problem is more implicit. In this case, you have to go through the case, formulate a one or two sentences problem and put it into your analysis. If you put this problem at the beginning of the case of your analysis, then a reader, a professor or your potential employer will understand what is going to expect him in the next pages of your essay. Then you try to summarize the causes of the problem. As you can imagine, there might be many causes for each problem. And again, you will be provided with a lot of evidence and you have to introduce a structure into this evidence and try to find out what are the really important causes, what evidence support these causes, which other evidence are not supporting for this potential cause. It is very important that you make a critical stance and you introduce pros and cons with regard to your problem solution. In the next steps, you have to prove each cause. As I told you, there might be many causes, there may be a dozen or even two dozens of them. It is better if you focus on the most important causes. The fact that you understand which causes are the most important, the fact that you can convince your reader, shows that you have done a good work on this case, on this scenario. If a professor sees that you are trying to extrapolate and work on some weak causes, which are not so important 
and you are ignoring very important causes, he or she might think that you didn't really made your homework. So select the strongest causes and then prove the causes. Introduce the evidence and try to argue why you think this evidence have led to this cause. The best way to argue is of course the theoretic one. In my class, once we had an issue with burnout and insomnia and I asked my students to connect these two things. And it can really happen that burnout leads to insomnia, but it can also happen vice versa that insomnia leads to burnout. Those people who sleep less, they have probably, they are more exhausted and it can be a self-reinforcing loop where they will suffer from burnout more. Nevertheless, for the final decision, we decided to stick to literature and there is plenty of literature which shows that burnout leads to insomnia. That is why this relationship would be the strongest one. Of course, it would be very good if you also note that there might be an iterative relationship and that the relationship can go both ways or it can happen that there is really self-reinforcing loop. All this information you can introduce when you prove your causes. After you have proved all causes, you have to introduce an action plan. The action plan is very similar to the decision case. You will probably have to propose long-term actions which will, go, which will happen after the short-term actions. If you want, if you need it, you can introduce also mid-term actions. The rule is again the same. You start with those actions which are in needed immediately and which are needed for the other actions. All those actions which are the first one, they become the short-term actions. Then you follow by mid-term and then by long-term actions. I would like to remind you here that the better the theory which you find and the more experience you bring into the case and the more you listen during your class to your professor, the more you will understand what kind of action plan is the best one. Many theories have a high predictive power. Many theories have some conclusions and have some propositions on what can be done, for example, to prevent burnout. In this case, if you have a strong theory, if you have found the main cause, if you have argued in the right way, you will find also a very strong action plan and the results will be very convincing for your professor or for your employer, maybe for your colleagues or peers. I hope this episode helps you in your career. I hope it helps you in your learning. Don't forget to rate us on whatever app you're listening to our podcast. It does matter. I wish you all the best and good luck.